They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Podcast with your host, Juan Ayala. Prepare to have your mind blown. And welcome back to another episode of the Juan Juan Podcast. I'm your host as always. Make sure to follow me on social media at the Juan Juan Podcast. Make sure to follow Patreon, patreon.com slash the Juan Juan Podcast. And yeah, so today we have Mandy once again. Mandy, I think the last time we did an episode, we had like terrible connection, connectivity issues. But we're we're here again. You're back. Can you share with the listeners where they can find your work before you get into it? Yeah, thanks, Juan, for having me back. It has been a little bit of a long time, and the last time I'd like to blame it on the um, Anunnaki or the you know archons that were after us. Just kidding. Um, to disrupting our feed, probably not. It's probably just my internet. But you can find my work on Instagram at cosmic.native. I post a lot of videos of my travels, some metaphysical work, what's going on, you know, as far as design, you know, metaphysically, literally, practically, you know, in all that sense, and then just life. And then you can follow my lab and holistic art gallery, which is the portal at the portal underscore EP. And there you'll get a lot of interesting tidbits about sound, frequency, vibrational medicine, aromatherapy, CBD, oxygen, you know, everything. We're just coming together here in the borderland and creating all kinds of cool classes and design and tripping in our reality all at the same time. Tripping in our reality isn't reality itself. It's like Rene Descartes and the brain in the vat. I've been working on a book not that i don't have enough projects but i've been putting together a book and one of the things i really touch on there is if you're hallucinating all the time how would you even know right this reality that we're in 
that's pretty that's a pretty legit question how would you even know and i think that we are hallucinating all the time actually you know um there is times when i often just like we were talking about earlier how time moves so fast and i'm pretty sure a lot of people are also experiencing this movement of time so sometimes it feels like you only get one thing done in the whole day and you're like where's time moving well it's because it's literally we're slipping you know past this hallucination into like reality reality like the true reality which is even trippier than we could ever imagine what do you mean by that tripping into the true slipping into the true reality what are you talking about so you know the, we're in 2022 right so 2022 there's this really cool i'll have to send you a picture of it Juan. i painted this painting that was like in my head in my head all day on um 2 and it was like paint me paint me paint me and so what it is is it's this notion of think of the matrix and zero one zero one zero one right that coding that computer coding and then the filter in that's very like green like you know that like weird green technological filter. So this painting was eliminating that one, that zero one zero one, which is very logical, very like straight edge kind of reality modality, very mechanical in movement, technological into this new two, 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 two reality where it's like, what is the fusion of these two things? Fusion, integration, coming together of the polarities, masculine and feminine, and more of this like creative chaos happening. This like beautiful chaos of everything coming to light and being revealed in many of the sectors of, of what you talk about, of what you study, of what I create, of what I study, what I talk about. And they, they're merging in the middle because something different, this new mosaic is coming and becoming a design into our reality. So, for example, we just did the whole COVID chapter, right? And that chapter consisted of, you know, the prop of wearing a mask, taking the juice. Well, not me, but, you know, for some people. And that whole scary reality, that whole like, like traumatic horror movie reality for some people. Right. And so then all of a sudden it's like, no, 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 let's change, let's change the scene. Now, now we're going to be in like nuclear war trippiness. Okay. So we're in like perceived nuclear war trippiness, even though when you look into the real reality behind the curtain, it's really, they're just taking out like, bioweapon labs which were funded by the new u.s back in like 2005 do you know so what i'm seeing is like we're seeing behind the scenes of the movie and it's trippy you're like okay I, I don't know about you but i'm waiting for the fake alien invasion next to get your popcorn ready i'm, I'm very interested to see the cgi and how that's going to come about you know that's one of the main things with the i was listening to something today where talking about time travel and how the guy behind it, I'm prepping for an episode tomorrow about, have you ever heard of the Ash, Ashtar Galactic Command? I have. Mm -hmm. I covered this about probably two years ago now, two and a half years ago on this show. And I'm doing it on another show tomorrow. And the guy who 
started the whole movement with that. And they, it was like a weird mix between Christianity and right. Cause Christianity at its core is mysticism, right? Mysticism being the practice of attaining knowledge, not through reading or anything of concern. It's like through those, through the spirit, through mysticism, right? It's, it's mystical, it's magical. And the guy who started totally. that supposedly had, was visited by the, this, these entities and he was given these, <laughs> I think he was talking to Nikola Tesla and he was, I don't know what he was doing, but he was being contacted by these otherworldly entities and they gave to him these schematics to build a time machine. And pretty much the way he put it was, and it was like a, a four story time machine, something crazy. The dude, the dude was wild. And there's this interview with him and some other guy where the other guys calling him out. He's like, make me believe. I want to know what you're talking about. Is it this little thing that I just put on my, on my hip and I can walk through a portal and, you know, go into this other dimension? Like, what is it? And he's like, he's wrote nonchalant. Yeah. Well, there's this time machine. And the way he put it was that everything that has happened in time is there is all there. And it brings me back to Alan mm -hmm. Watts, where he talks about the eternal now and how there is no future. There is no past. It's just the now, which we know this. And he talks about it where what is going on here. I have some little notification. Yeah. Sorry. I think it's so talking about the connection again. Jesus. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, you're fine. Let me edit this out. And he's talking about how time is all there. Now, when you time travel, you're able to peek through at all the time, like like any random sci-fi time travel movie, like or any show mm -hmm. where they just go back and they can interact. They see themselves and they go, "Hey, you can't interfere." Like Back to the Future. Don't fuck with mm -hmm. your grandpa or yourself because you're gonna make something happen that is gonna disrupt the time continuum and all this shit. And mm -hmm. again, totally. I, I had trouble sleeping the, well, when did time change on Sunday or Saturday? Sunday to Monday, I think it was. Yeah, Sunday to Monday. I had a lot of trouble sleeping because I think they do this type of stuff where they change the time for no reason. I have a friend of mine who lives in Japan <laughs> and time hasn't changed for them. It stays the same. Mm -hmm. But then here they're mm -hmm. adding and subtracting hours, putting all this stuff. For what reason? I don't know. But I had the hardest time sleeping. I didn't fall asleep till like five in the morning. And I didn't fall asleep because, again, I was reading and I stay up really late. I probably shouldn't do that. But I stay up really late just doing research sometimes and just reading different books and articles and compiling information. But I had a really hard time sleeping. And then like today, time just got away from me because, I, I mean, I fucked off most of the day just running errands and whatnot, but it is a very trippy thing to think about because time is a human construct. It's, it's right. Scaliger and chronology. Joseph Scaliger was a Catholic Jesuit, the guy who made the ADBC system that we know today. And that gets mm -hmm. that, that plays into the whole Tartaria narrative where they're, they are suppressing the true history, if you will, because, and I got a lot of slack from some of my friends for saying this, but, I do think that the world back then, right? Talking, you brought up binary code, and I wanted to touch on that. Uh, I believe that back then, time was uh, this mystical, like Harry Potter, if you will, right? This is why they make all these movies and the, you know dragons, maybe not dragons, but as far as the 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 
the strength and the effect of words because that's why it's called spelling. You're casting spells, the law of attraction. And mm -hmm. I do think that time back then was magical. And they've taken away from that by, again, adding and subtracting letters and the ciphers from the alphabet that this is history. This is not anything that, you know, because we know alchemy back then they practiced alchemy. And, and that's all about if the, the guy that invented binary code. His name was. Uh, let me find his first name. I always forget his first name. His last name is Leibniz. Leibniz, Gottfried, Gottfried von Leibniz, and he's the one that invented binary code. Okay, and that's the ones and zeros that we know today. And I always tell mm -hmm. people you have to understand and 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 come to terms with your history because you're using a lot of things that mystics were doing, and they created that through like the Cartesian coordinate system. Rene Descartes was a mystic. He was he, that mm -hmm. came to him in a dream. That was revealed mm -hmm. to him in a dream. And Leibniz was obsessed with Rene Descartes. And they had this obsession of turning their thoughts into geometric form. So the platonic solids, that's what it was all mm -hmm. about. They wanted to somehow, for some reason, right, with sacred geometry and whatnot, they wanted to be able to transfer their ideas and thoughts into geometric forms. And the Cartesian philosophy, the Cartesian coordinate system is used in 3D modeling. It's used in analytical geometry. It's used in whatever, wherever you use a graph, that's mm -hmm. Descartes. That's Cartesian. And mm -hmm. Leibniz was a guy who understood that. And I'm looking at some stuff now that I just looked up quickly. And I'm actually might, because I've talked about this before, but I'm actually might revisit it because I, I, I spotted another wormhole I could go down. But his whole thing was. He, all these guys, the guy who invented the modern day computer, Charles Babbage, he wanted to prove the existence of God through technology. And the guy who invented binary code understood that thoughts, ideas affected materiality. And mm -hmm. right. That's what we see in the matrix where the false reality is the matrix. And how you said mm -hmm. behind that veil, it takes me to the Fumerian engraving where you have that alchemist or wizard or whatever peeking through the outside of that veil, you know, behind the dome. That's what it's all about. And I have this idea that I've been battling with as of lately where, you know, in the book of Enoch, when they showed Enoch, when Enoch was taken up to the angels and he was with, with these higher entities and he was up there. After they showed him everything that they had to show about, you know, the watchers, the Nephilim and all these things, after they revealed to him all this knowledge, he transformed into Metatron. He turned into mm -hmm. Metatron and Metatron is this, this being that pretty much oversees reality. And I think that's where they don't want us to go. If we were to understand and grasp and me being a person who, although I don't practice the occult, I look into it a lot more than I probably should. I've learned that, that they obscure these ideas and all these things in order to withhold us from achieving that, what the Ashtar Galactic Command uh, calls the Christ consciousness, this, this higher sense of being where time doesn't affect you, where none of the materiality really matters. Because we live in a society where it's all materialistic. It's all consume, consume, consume. And that's that. You, you you practice people practice this these religions that just they just prep you for the afterlife and you're so focused on what's going to happen after 
that non-real future that you don't live your life now. It's like people with Instagram and TikTok, they're living their lives through fucking behind a phone screen. They're not mm-hmm. focusing on the now. And I, you know, my wife always gives me, it's like, oh, you don't take enough pictures of the baby. Well, I was like, well, cause I'm seeing it. I'm here. I'm, I'm in the present, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not behind a phone screen taking pictures. No. Yeah, absolutely. And, and on that note, there's the great divide right now, which is those that are on their way to embodying full Christ consciousness, because we are here and we are embodying. And then there are those who are embodying AI consciousness, do you know? So that's part of it. When you see those people that are super connected to the TikTok or super connected to just like everything is like, that's their presence when they're not really in the presence, that's because they're not even there. Their, their consciousness has been taken over by AI, you know? Um, and that's kind of like when we look at it like that, like that's creepy and weird, right? Or it can also be just the pathway of how, you know, they're going to unfold their existence. And then it's for us not to judge it, which also goes into Christ consciousness. You know, Christ consciousness is so vast and it's so highly dimensional in all the levels right left up and down to the diagonals and you are just embodying this state of consciousness that really is looking at a person or an entity and seeing it for the reality of what they are so if the reality of some people is that they are connected to the ai they prefer to live in you know what is that now the metaverse which I don't really know a lot about, but sometimes I like see some things about it, like advertisements. And I'm like, are people really going to like totally disconnect from this world and go into that? And maybe, maybe, maybe there are a few that would, you know? And it's like going to that. Now we're working on integration, especially when we go to two, two, two and into this new alchemy of our, our own selves is that, it's not so much about no longer fighting this good and evil battle. Now it's like this integration of like, who are we? What are we embodying? And, and where you want to be on that spectrum and really to have no judgment, because if you want to, if I want to sit here and have judgments on certain things, that's okay too. There, maybe there's some things about me that's not that evolved. Whereas other people, they're just completely looking at things through through the eyes of, of God so these are just steps. These are just the experience. You know what I mean? As far as like what you're talking about, that level of like Christ consciousness versus people just being on their TikTok, you know? I'll be honest. I mean, I've partaken in the, for, for bless you, by the way, for research purposes, I've delved into the metaverse and it's one thing where I think last time we were on, we talked about, knowing that you're in a game versus not knowing you're in a game. So me being the person that I am, I know this is a game. I know that this is not that it's not real. Cause you have to be careful when you, when you say things like that to certain people, cause some people mm-hmm. aren't are walking a thin line, but in the sense of it's a rigged system, 100%. Mm-hmm. It's a system totally. that the, right. The archonic forces, the archontic forces, the reptilian overlords, and I was having a conversation today about my friend about right the reptilians. And people always ask me, I've been on a few shows now where they're like, oh, you talk about the reptilian overlords a lot. What do you think that there's actual lizard people? I go, 
perhaps there could be some sort of intelligent shape-shifting lizard person how maybe there's not i talk about them in the metaphorical sense where it's these dark forces at work in our lives trying to withhold us from what you're talking about being able to achieve that next level and i have a friend of mine who's super he's like super skeptic when it comes to the occult and he wants like a straight cut answer like if i put these two stones together and i hop around twice on one foot and i turn to the north and i you know well, I see this, I don't know, some manifestation of something. And I go, dude, the reason it's the occult is because it's hidden. It's not that straightforward. I don't think that it's, it's just as simple as doing, you know, the shit that Aleister Crowley or Jack Parsons was doing where they're doing all these sex rituals and all this stuff. There's that aspect to it because at the end of the day, how you said the Christ consciousness is very vast, but that's where you get the left path and the right path where it depends on what you use it for so you have the spear of destiny where depending on what in which hands you put it in could either do harm or do good so the same thing mm -hmm. it comes to these occult circle and esoteric beliefs where yeah you can they don't they only want to select few people to know about it it's like do as i say not as i do so when they're doing these and I'm talking about the metaphysical shit, right? The spiritual shit, the dark arts type. When they do this stuff, they don't want you to know about it. That's why they suppress people in these. You're in a matrix within a matrix. There's people in the metaverse who live their. There's people who live their lives. And I have an Oculus right here sitting next to me, a headset. You put it on and I'll be honest with you, Mandy. When I put it on, there's times where I put it on at eight and I look up and it's one in the morning. And there's people really? who live their fucking lives through that thing. They'll be on okay, there 24 so hours a tell day. Tell me one, because I'm totally ignorant to it. What is it that you see or what do you experience? I was Bumblebee. I was Optimus Prime. You can be whatever you want, whenever you want. You want to be slimmer? Get a slimmer avatar. So what it is, it's a virtual reality. It's and it's gotten to the point where you right, you have these new technologies, speaking on the singularity and all these things. A lot of these texts, you right, there's something about the human brain and human eye where you're able to distinguish an AI, right? When you watch CGI, we know something is off when we see it. But it's gonna mm -hmm. get to a point where we're not gonna be able to distinguish that. So when I'm in a game and I'm killing zombies with my stepbrother or something, and we're just running around the metaverse or, and the metaverse is a, is a, is a broad term. So the metaverse is uh, the metaverse per se is a project by Facebook. Mm -hmm. This whole ecosystem is, is birthing, you know, separate ecosystems within that bigger umbrella term. So you'll have mm -hmm. a game that's about playing, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. You'll have another game that's about shooting zombies. You have another game where it's just chat rooms where you just go in and interact with people but you're an avatar while you're in there. You're role-playing within this system. So this reality is already trippy as fuck. You're all, and then you're inserting yourself into another reality that's even trippier. Because you can do literally whatever you want. There's people who have sex on these fucking games. They, they, they do. It's called, I forgot what it's called. It's like erotic something, whatever. Virtual reality sex. Whatever it is. There's people who, because they sell you, Mandy, they sell you suits that you can feel. If you have a okay. suit on and somebody touches you on a certain part of the suit that you feel the haptic feedback. 
That so, was going to be my next question was, where is the the physicality in this? Like, do you see yourself as the avatar or you're, yes. you're in the eyes of the avatar? Both. You can do both. There's mirror, they, they, they call them mirror, mirror watchers. And there's people who sit in front of the mirror in the game and they shift. Because I've done it. But because, Mandy, it's fucking hilarious. Okay. And I haven't done it in like probably two months, two, three months. Because I don't have, number one, I don't have time for it. And number two, because I th at the end, you know, it's at the end of a long day, you wind down, whatever, you're having fun. You smoke weed, hop into the metaverse with my stepbrother, and we just talk shit to people. And it's people from all over the fucking world. And it's a fun time. It's just having a conversation with people. And we'll sit there and we'll just watch and listen to the conversation because it's it's the trippiest shit ever, okay? But we know it's a game. I know it's a game, but some people in there, that's their lives. That's the fucked up part about it. That people living mm -hmm. in that world, that's, you know, there's people who literally will be on it for 20, like, you know, the movie Avatar with, with mm -hmm. the guy that wants, you know, where at yeah. towards this, the middle of the movie, he starts not eating. He wants to just connect and go in and be in, in the, in the, you know, the Avatar realm c controlling this body that's not his ultimately at the end he fuses with his body which is what they want to do and he he leaves his old body behind he leaves his his human flesh suit behind and that guy from the movies i think i want to say it's, let me look up the actor's name there's something very interesting about this guy let me see here let me look up this dude's name the guy that plays the the main guy in the in the movies his name is what? let me see Sam Worthington. And I noticed Sam Worthington. Yeah, Sam Worthington. And I noticed something particular about this guy that you know, I like movies. I like watching movies. So Sam Worthington is is a Australian actor and he's best known for Jake Sully in Avatar. And mm -hmm. he's been in Terminator, he's been in Perseus, Clash of the Titans. Wrath of the Titans. So this is a guy who is very well known. And he has this other movie that I was, again, I like to watch sci-fi. Like, I'm a sci-fi guy. I like to watch sci-fi movies. And there was this other movie that he was in. I'm trying to find the name of it. But in that movie, he also turns into an alien. So you have a guy <laughs> who in another movie played an alien and then... He's in another movie where he plays this person that turns into an alien. And then the, the synopsis mm -hmm. of the movie is they're doing these, these government experiments to be able to bring forth the perfect being again, very eugenics, right? All this shit that we see where they want to have the perfect man, the, the homunculi, right? The golem, the perfect being. And in that movie, he is, it's called the Titan, and he, he plays Rick ja Jansen. And in that movie, they want to form. So, you know, D uh, Darwinism where it's, you know, the homo sapien and then all these, you know, start mm -hmm. off as smaller and it gets bigger. They want to create mm -hmm. a better version at the end. And it's like hom homo sapien titanius or some crazy bullshit like that. But again, it's played mm -hmm. by this guy. So I go, I've always joked around that Elon Musk is an extraterrestrial that, fell from Mars to the planet Earth, and that's why he's so obsessed with Mars. And I go, this fucking guy right here, he wants to be an alien. He literally plays aliens in his movie. It's okay to take one role. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be an alien in this movie, but then to take another role? And I haven't... And he's going to do Avatar 2, Avatar 3. 
you know, all these other movies yeah. that are about being fucking aliens. Well, and then to, I'll, I'll tell you what, to, to ruin the illusion for you a little bit, one is sometimes just because I, I have worked in the entertainment business is sometimes somebody is typecasted. So then they can't get away. All they can get is like alien movies if they're the alien or, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Um, but have you ever read the book, The Prism of Lyra? Okay, I'm going to send it to you. It's free on YouTube. Forgive me, authors. I don't know. There are two authors. I don't remember their names. Uh, but it's, it's by a Lisa, Lisa Royal Hull and Keith Priest? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I suggest everyone who's kind of like wanting to really like really go down the rabbit hole of the rabbit hole like check out that book okay and it talks about i mean super origin ancient history and how essentially we're all the lyrans right we're all the lyrans which were these um the ancient egyptians believed them to be like feline people you know and really what it is is when we go into like Lyra and Andromeda and um, Sirius, Arturus, Reptilian, and there's many more, but we'll just use these examples, is that there's a part of us that we have created these like figures to be third dimensional, like they got a body, we can look at them, all that stuff. On one reality, that's true. On another reality, all of these are actually just archetypes of consciousness. So when you think of reptilian consciousness, it makes me think of very, like, again, you know, um, left-sided brain stuff, just very logical, very technological, you know, straight lines kind of stuff, you know, in, in design. And when you think of that, as far as like, we look at the archetype of like a lizard or a snake that is cold blooded and you know, the reptilian, right? So it's more of like an archetype. And then we go into like Arturius, serious archetype of consciousness. And that goes into again, like the creation of life and, and, and figuring out the dimension of things. I mean, it's very, it's more vast than this, but in there they talk about how when we started off as the Lyrans or the Lyrans, it, it was kind of like on the same level of the Elohim, right? The Elohim, where they're like, they're the creator, they're their architects, they're the gods of the gods type group. And we did it because it goes back to the same story. We, as source God, wanted to know what it was like not to remember what it was to be ourselves. So we, we you know, we, we, fragmented into another group, which was the Lyrans, which was going to be the architect of this cosmic reality on how we were going to forget. And then we started to just keep subcategorizing into these, these archetypes of consciousness to keep forgetting and forgetting and forgetting. And, and I mean, and this story goes on in many kind of like spiritual beliefs and, and um, mythologies and folklore and stuff like that. So it, it all connects to the same thing, but in this book, it really talks about the importance of polarity and that we chose to be, you know, to view the perspective like this because we're really just, when we were 
on the planet Mars and we were Orions, we blew up the planet, right? And we were trying to make this like polarity integration and we just couldn't do it in, in the Orion system. In that consciousness, we couldn't do it. We were too warlike. And also with the planet Mars, which is also known as being the planet of war, right? Mm -hmm. So like all these elements coming together, and then when then they decided, well, Earth was gonna be was gonna be the next steward for this project of us and the avatars we're gonna create and how we're gonna come into these systems to again, that's just what we wanted to do to forget, only to be re back connected. That's all the game is the whole time, you know? And that you're gonna love this one. We actually, as Lyran avatar bodies, injected ourselves with reptilian dna because the reptilians were here to you know they were on the planet earth so we were like well we need to be more one with the earth body with the planetary body of the earth to make sure this experiment is successful so then we need to inject ourselves with more of the dna the genetics of this planet and that consisted greatly of reptilian genetics imagine that Right. Yeah, I've seen a take on this before and it looks interesting. And I've heard, right, I mentioned earlier in the podcast where Enoch, a terrestrial man, became a metaphysical entity like this, this, mm -hmm. this entity that mm -hmm. oversees reality. But I've, all, I've also heard that it was the other way around, that we were these metaphysical beings, right? Humans being, right? Human beings, humans being Right, we're, we're what light bodies in uh, having a human experience. What they've said, I've so I've I've seen both sides of it, and one of my favorite I I've talked about that lost connection with the source because again through technology because it's it's weird though because I've always uh, like one of my main things that got me into conspiracies was the Anunnaki and how these you know, these demigods, these, this highly advanced civilization came into the world and right. Made us as this slave race, essentially. I go, if they're so advanced, why the fuck would they need us to help them do whatever they want to do? If they're mm -hmm. these super, super advanced beings. So that never made sense to me and it still doesn't, but right. The Anunnaki did engineer this primate the homo sapien right or, or the, the homo genus whatever it was called and then they they because it doesn't in our scale of evolution if you want to believe it right because they talk they throw out all these crazy numbers millions and billions of years how the fuck do you even begin to comprehend that idea in one light year mm -hmm. there's seven trillion miles how do you begin to think about seven trillion miles we're here on this earth where we know you know, from here to, to the gas station, it's 20 miles or whatever, a number. Seven trillion? Mm -hmm. You're going to comprehend seven trillion miles? You're going to tell me that this solar system that's out there is, you know, 500 light years away? That, mm -hmm. that never made sense to me. So mm -hmm. it's interesting to me that we've lost connection from the source, the one. that That's what the Pythagoreans talked about. That's what the Neoplatonists talked about. That's what the Platonists talked about. All the early people who paved the way for modern day religion, they talked about the source, right? The demiurge, right? Plato talked about the demiurge. The Gnostics talked about the demiurge. Mm -hmm. And I think that we've lost it because back then we didn't have these distractions that we have today. All these 
5G waves and Wi-Fi signals and everything going through the airwaves. The ancients didn't have that. And that's why the pagans worshipped the skies because they there was no light pollution. So they could see the stars. They could see the celestial bodies. So they were like, hey, these must be the gods. Mm-hmm. And how you mentioned it, right? Later on, it morphs into this androgynous being where they need a face to the archetype they need a face to the satan archetype they need a face to the jesus archetype the vishnu the 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 quetzalcoatl the krishna the buddha whatever archetype that you want because they're all essentially the same thing just over and over and over again since the beginning of time mm-hmm. so you know i've always thought we're Technology separates us from it, but then technology was the one that brought us, you know, we came out of technology because of these, you know what I mean? Like, it's like this weird thing where Mm -hmm. we were here because of technology, but then we lost that connection. Then we're going to go back again because of technology. So it makes me think of maybe these cycles that the world goes through where it cleanses itself. I I don't know. I, but that's something I've always thought about because I know exactly what you're talking about. And I've heard about it, about the Palladians and how the reptilians created these beings and uh, the good guys are at war with the Draconians and all this other fuck, all these cosmic families. It's Star Wars. That's what it all is. You know, George Lucas was getting his inspiration from uh, Zachariah Zitchin and the Emerald Tablets and all these crazy myths that we know about today with their own spin on it. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. what is it all about? About right, the hero's journey. You have the one good guy who's trying to overcome, but then the force, either you use it for how I mentioned earlier, you either use it for good or you use it for evil, you know, the Sith Mm -hmm. and the Jedis. But then there's that central point where you need to be able to, you know, I'm a centralist. I'm in the middle. I don't care about using it for good or evil. I've always said, you know, spread a positive message, you know, follow follow the 10, you know, I'm not religious, but follow the 10 commandments. Don't be a piece of shit. Be a good person, you know, love thy neighbor. Uh, you know, honor your mother and your father, you know, do all the good. Don't murder. Don't suicide. Don't do anything like that because you can just be good. But for some yeah, people, I that's hard. Well, for some people, they're still very much in the polar, the polarity path. Right. So, again, like what's black and white, what's good and evil, what's being good and what's being not good. And this is why we are entering in in the two two twos the um time the space the energy and the consciousness to be able to enter into this integration of when we as human beings can integrate truly truly what we know to be out of balance or in a low descending energy meaning like you know, descending energy is going to um, separate and be, you know, a, a heavier density, right? It's gonna, it's gonna fall down. Versus ascending energy, it's gonna be collaborative. It's gonna collect. It's gonna rise up. It's gonna be more collaborative. When we can get human beings to start to understand those simple metaphysical notions then it becomes easy that we no longer have to be on this through line of the, like the back and forth, like I should do that or I shouldn't do that. Or was that right? Or was that wrong? Because then we have the integration where we just know everything for the reality for what it is. And then we act higher and we don't even consider those like dark or down or like shitty aspects of ourselves any longer. 
right? Because we're like, all right, listen, it's not even a matter of if I'm going to use this technology in a good or bad way, I'm going to use this technology in an innovative way, in a creative way, in a collaborative way. And when we start to work on that, then it totally eliminates like the inversion, right? The inversion of how things become known as bad. So when you think of, you know, this whole, like, yeah, the Baphomet and, and androgynous and transsexual and stuff like that, you know, that's in the inversion, that's Aleister Crowley work, right? Aleister Crowley. And, and a lot of people who work in the industry or Hollywood or politics or whatever, half of them are like transsexual dudes and nobody even knows it. And they want to, you know, they think they're women and stuff like that, but because they're doing the Aleister Crowley, they're trying to fuse the sex of, of being a man into a woman or vice versa because they're trying to be the container the vessel of that energy to work through them now most of the time it's probably not going to work out so well because inverted energy which is basically backwards flipped upside down energy which which is usually acts to service to self people or entities meaning they're feeding on something else to service themselves, that energy, that magic, that inversion doesn't ever, you know, it all, basically you're always going to pay a price and your karma is always going to come back to you. And it's just the law of physics. You're going to get back what you took or what you gave out. Right. So that's inversion. So that's always why we go into like, that's bad. That's bad. Well, yeah, because the energy got flipped so much on its side that we can't even tell what's what you know, inverted. So they do that Aleister Crowley ritual a lot of the times and they promote that in, our, in in society now, right? Like let your like four-year-old choose its gender and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? My four-year-old can't even like choose like what kind of cereal it wants to eat in the morning, much less its gender. Like, let's be real. Do you know? Well, I, I was, you know, I try to stay away from that trans talk, but given that, again, no offense to you, you're part of that community. I think it's okay for you to say that. Cause I mean, again, I don't want to give what, up. What do you say? Are you saying I'm a transsexual? No, one? What are you, saying? you have a wife, you have a wife. I'm just kidding. You know what I mean? So, and, yeah. and again, I have a co-host who is part of the LGBTQ community. So I have nothing against that. And I, I was on a podcast the other day where I brought up that idea, right? I brought up, and it was in relation to Pythagoras because the, tetra, the tetractus and Pythagorean uh, thinking thought is mm -hmm. the the triangle with the 10 dots right and every dot mm -hmm. signifies and it's symbolic for reality the, the 10 is a collective of reality and mm -hmm. each one of those dots represents the pythagoreans took everything as a fact okay and they right. they and i didn't mean to call you a transsexual <laughs> no i know i'm just playing with you i'm totally just playing with you i love it so they they saw those dots as a as a fact right as a point in time that can't be changed now between those two dots right between the duad the two there is something that the pythagoreans called the interval now mm -hmm. man's quest in life his journey in life consists of navigating between that interval being in between and, and, and getting from one point to the next, those points representing your gnosis or your truth or whatever fact it may be to you. And I mm -hmm. said, and again, no offense to anybody. And I said, some people at the end of right there, they live this world and this world confused. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And this trans movement, either that be transhuman, transsexual, whatever you want to call it. Again, no offense to anybody because, uh, you know, people can, the, the person that I was on with and no, no, not to throw any shade, they called me out on it. They were like, well, you know, what makes you say that they're lost? What makes you say that they're, that they don't know where they want to be? Because what I was insinuating is that some people in this world are so lost. They don't know what they are like physically as biologically. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. to me, and again, no offense to anybody, because this is, I don't want to get targeted by the cancel culture. As my podcast grows, I get more and more listeners and people are starting to give feedback. What mm-hmm. I meant to say was that at the end of the day, if they find somebody's skeleton a thousand years from now, they're going to go based off the bone structure. Like this was a dude, this was a guy, a man, a biological man. Yeah. That is a really great point. They're not going to look true. at the thoughts of that person and be like, oh, but wait. Oh, this is a man, but he identified as, as a, on my mortgage application, I put that I was a toaster. Okay. Just, and I'm, this is a fucking true story. I swear I, for 100%, you can look at my mortgage application and she put on there, I identify as a toaster because I was just trolling her. I was just having fun, right? This is about having fun and, 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 and just looking past the bullshit. She was like, so what do you, what are you? And I'm like, what do you mean? Are you male? Uh, female, non-binary, and I was just like, "I'm a toaster." Like she's on the phone, "I'm a toaster." She's like, <laughs> and I was like, uh, "You have to put that though, right?" If I say that, and she's like, "Well, you know, because they have to be respectful because they don't want to get canceled." So she put that I was right. a toaster, and when I brought this idea up to this, on uh, it was a podcast between two other people. When I brought that idea up, she kind of challenged me on it. And I kind of had to navigate my way out through the bullshit because I was like, well, you know, I didn't mean this because I don't like me. I don't like to debate any. You know, I'm not I'm not a, a debater. I'm a person that I like to have a conversation between two people and, you know, we'll agree to disagree. You have your thoughts. I have mine respectfully. And that's that. What I was trying to say is that they've put these narratives in place in order to deter people, because at the end of the day, right, the only thing that changes between those two facts between me and you is that interval in between your journey to that point. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Mandy, we're both going to get to the same truth, the reality totally. of things. The only thing that changes mm-hmm. is the interval, right? Our journey. It could be all zigzaggy and stuff, but at the end of the day, you're going to go right to that point no matter what. And mm-hmm. I said that, and again, I was not trying to be offensive to anybody, uh, but she brought up some good points. She was like, well, you know, spiritual beings are androgynous you know the 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 they're they're hermaphroditic right the the angels they're both male and female which i can respect so she pretty much was Mm -hmm. saying why can't you identify as being something else this either non-binary or whatever but again i'm a father so i can't not trying to say that people who don't have kids can't relate but it changed you know being a being a, a parent changes your fucking mentality about everything forever and Raising kids is like having a podcast. You don't tell people how they should run their podcast. You don't tell people how they should raise their kids. And I've learned that, okay, in both senses mm-hmm. of, of the situation. When you go on somebody's podcast, you're respectful to their format, to whatever the fuck they want to talk about. And when you see mm-hmm. somebody saying something to their kids, you don't intervene, especially if you don't have kids because you can't relate. So I was put totally. in this hard place for like a for like a minute or two and it was the conversation was going somewhere where I didn't want it to go. So I was like, you know what? I, I respect what you're saying. You know, touche, you, you got me. But what I meant to say was X, Y, and Z, but I agree mm-hmm. with you 100% where they are putting these things in 
because with the whole Crowley thing, it was about, right, you have these secret societies. It was about breaking taboo. It was about there's different initiation levels, and depending on what you want to achieve, you had to break a certain taboo. And the higher you went on the initiation for the OTO or the Golden Dawn or whoever the fuck secret society you want to be a part of, they had initiations to be able to go to from the sixth to the seventh level. You had to do some fucked up shit and it gets sicker and sicker to be able to break free from those taboos. And the reason that Aleister Crowley practiced homosexuality was because again, he felt that there was some sort of magical aspect to it. If it's true or not, it was true to him. Okay. But at the end of the day, he's going to know the truth. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, and it goes back to how we were talking about avatars. Well, when you do those rituals, you are opening yourself to be an avatar for that energy, for that deity, for, for that agenda, okay, that consciousness. So, you know, that's that's the whole point. And really, I don't, I, I'll say it because, you know, whatever, I guess I could say it. I'm a woman. And like you said, I have a wife. But I don't put you on the spot, offended. Mandy. I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, by the way. I just no. so people go, oh, totally well, you know what? Fuck her because she's saying all this stuff. No, she she's a woman that has a wife, so I can't. You know what I mean? It's like it's to me, it's okay. <laughs> no, yeah, actually, exactly. I mean, I do have a I do have a partner, so yeah, maybe I I can talk about these things. But one, I don't think I don't feel like you should ever feel even in the like. I don't mean to offend. I don't mean to offend. You know, people who are who who are with it and who can see know that people are not being offensive. It's this culture of being so like, you know, everyone's a victim and, you know, we need to treat them with these gloves. And, and you know, you know, that's not a way to to get people to evolve and to be the best people they can possibly be by categorizing them and victimizing them. And it's been done for all these years. And I'll be the first person to say that it's completely unproductive, unaffective. And, you know, the cause and effects are going to be detrimental to those people in their lives when it comes to, you know, the longevity of their path. So the thing is, is that it, you know, it all exists. We're talking about Aleister Crowley. Yes, they do this as to be containers and avatars for that you know, stuff, which is inverted, which is something we don't prefer, but it's a truth. That's what they do. Okay. It's okay. Second, there are people who, you know, identify and this is their truth. Great. Good for you. Live and let live, you know, totally cool. Whatever. Third, there is an agenda to get, you know, kids to know about these things at a young age. And I think that is completely in the realm of inversion because children are innocent and children do not need to even know about sexuality, you know, until, you know, you go to get into, you know, teenage stuff and and that's a whole other can of worms, but it's like, you know, you want to keep children as pure and as high consciousness, because guess what? When they were born, let's say you had a child who, who's a newborn recently, that child is the closest in their consciousness level to source, to divinity, yeah. to the cosmos, mm-hmm. to the divine, right? So as that child grows up and they're, and literally they say children from birth to like three and then seven years old, they're collecting all of their data that's going to shape their life. So when you're, you know, when, when society wants to impose these things so young to children, it is detrimental and we should speak about it. 
And we should not be afraid of people being like, no, you can't say that. Guess what? We can say whatever we want. Because as far as like philosophy goes in our constitution, even of being a human being, what did they say? That you're, you're free to do and to speak as much as you want until you cross that boundary of infringing on other people's yeah. rights, you know, to, to speak and to act and stuff like that. So it's, it's very important that we go back to these basics. And this is, these are things that I like to touch upon in, in the portal and in workshop and stuff is like, you know, the art of conversation and the art of, of, you know, our humanity, which is a lot of different like sectors and stuff to be able to listen to an idea, to a thought and to consider it without being so, you know, furious and hostile and to want to be like revengeful and vindictive and be like, let's cancel that person. Let's get them out of society. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Do you know? We're not, we are fundamentally, especially in the United States of America, we're not, we're not built like that. We were built to be a diverse conversational megapot of all cultures and, and spiritualities and religions and philosophies and thoughts to form new ideas and to exchange and to be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to sit here and be like, hey, Juan, don't ever feel offended by those kinds of conversations because guess what? In the, in the few times that I've talked with you, I know where you stand and, and you're working on the side of collaboration and positive energy, right? You're not in the inversion. So that's a totally different thing. So I think it's very important that people just kind of need to chill out and they need to get back to their humanity and they need to expand their thinking. And we need to get out of this victim mentality because what they are peddling is not necessarily the truth of the true reality. That's just, they're basically just pirating what their puppet, their puppet overlords are telling them to say. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and to quote again, I've quoted this guy a bunch of times, George R. R. Martin, when you tear out a man's tongue, you're not proving him a liar. You're only telling the world that you fear what he might say. And, you know, I've always, I'm respectful of everybody. And the reason I say, you know, I don't want to offend anybody is because I want to be respectful because, again, I want to spread a positive positive message. And I don't want to, I don't want to alienate anybody or make them feel any type of way. And like how you said, live and let live. I've always said you can practice you can do, you can, whatever the fuck you want to do, as long as you don't hurt yourself or hurt others. That's it. You can fucking worship Baphomet for all I care. And you can worship Nicolas Cage, whatever you want to do, whatever. <laughs> as long as you, how you said, you don't infringe on somebody else's uh, rights, you know, unalienable mm -hmm. rights to live. And that, but that's the problem that you have these people who want to push these narratives because to be oppressed in today's society is a hot commodity. Oh, my people oh, are more oppressed than your people. Well, my people were way more oppressed than your people before my, your people were, you know, it's a back and forth of who can be the most oppressed and who can be the most. Cause again, it's a commodity that's valuable nowadays. And you see it through all these movements that are going on all throughout history. And Again, I'm very careful with what I say as well, because I do believe in that law of attraction that what you say and, you, you know, you can potentially manifest. So when I say, oh, you know, I could give a fuck what people think about me, but I don't want to give somebody a wrong impression or make them feel bad about themselves or 
about what they believe. So I always give that disclaimer like, hey, I'm only we're only in a conversation right now. I'm not saying that these are my beliefs or anything. This is my opinion. And Plato said that opinions, right? When somebody gives you their opinion about you or about something, opinions came to Plato, to the Platonists, from the lowest intellectual parts of man. Mm-hmm. The lowest, right? Because it's a an assumption without research. It's ignorance. It's the root of ignorance because you're saying something without truly knowing. So when I talk about certain things, I I look into it all. I look into everything to, just so I have just enough information in order to make a, a you know a valuable assumption or give my opinion, even though it is from the lowest parts of the intellect in in the best way I can, right? To contribute to the conversation. Cause you can talk shit all you want and just t- say whatever the fuck you want. But if it's not contributing to the conversation, then why say it to begin with? It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you're totally. saying. You know what I mean? Right. And, and so then, and it also goes good with what we were talking about earlier with the whole, in the two, 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 we're integrating instead of being like in polarity and we're integrating now. So now we, like we said, maybe we have to integrate a society where people are taken over by AI. Maybe we have to, you know, just all these variations and it be okay. We're just going to, we're going to be okay with whatever everyone wants to do. And in the same sense, everyone's going to be okay as well with everyone else, as long as we don't like interfere, intervene, because really we can't be, that's part of, you know, free will, right? Free will is not intervene in a being's journey, whatever that journey may be, do you know? If, you know, one day I come on your podcast and maybe I am totally like, I'm, you know, I'm a guy now, I identify as a reptilian man one, you know, (laughs) then you're going to honor that and it's going to be fine. Do you know? So it's like, we, that's where I think we're going into when we want to talk about like really raising the consciousness. It, I think we need to, you know, I hear so many like yogis and people like that be like, you know, we're one and we're like granola and rainbows and all this stuff. But it's really, how much can you merge your consciousness to be okay with everyone just living their life however they want to live it, even if you don't agree with it? Do you know what I mean? Even if that's not on your timeline. Like me, I'm all about like trying to be like the organic timeline, like the real timeline, the new earth timeline. But guess what? There's some people that are like, nah, I'm a vessel for the AI. And guess what? I got to be okay with that because that's what they chose. That's their life. That's their free will. And what the hell is it to me? Who mm. am I? Right? You can only plant that seed and hopefully people, right? You can't help anybody who's unwilling to help themselves. And I've tried to help people out. A lot of people who are closed-minded either by changing the way they look at something or changing their process. And cause I've always, you know, I've said this, I go, dude, if, you're doing something that's obviously not working, but you're unwilling to accept constructive criticism, then be content with the, with the results you're getting. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, that you have no one else to blame, but you, cause you have these people who you give them advice and they don't want to take it, but then they're complaining about where they are in life or whatever, whatever the aspect may be. And I go, well, that's your fault. That's not my fault. I'm telling you what you could potentially change in order to make a difference but if you don't choose to hear it, that's on you. And you can only beat at that person for so long before it gets, because it, 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 it sucks the energy out of you. 
mm-hmm. from trying to help them. And I've been in that position a few times where I'm like trying to help somebody out and they're just so locked into what they want to do and how they have to, how they've been doing it and this and that. I go, you know what, bro? I'm just going to leave you with this. I'm going to plant my seed. If you want to later on take my advice or not, that's on you. You know, and I, for one, I take advice from people who are in a better position than I am, either that be financially, spiritually, whatever, you know, I take, you know, if I, if I have a, a business friend of mine who is a multimillionaire, I'm going to take advice from him versus this other guy who just, you know, uh, declared bankruptcy. Totally. You have people who will go listen to the guy who's like, oh, yeah, you have to do this, this and this Wait, So I can end up like you. No, thanks, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Totally. And well, then it goes back to everyone living in the world of illusion, right? Well, you mentioned kids earlier. My son thinks he's Optimus Prime, right? And and mm-hmm. and kids are the closest to the source, right? To the divine. And that's mm-hmm. why they try and pervert that. And that's why you hear about all these hor- horrific things that certain people do. And children, since they are more apperceptive to these things right to the metaphysical i i believe that 100 because i remember when my son was growing up he's still growing up now he's only four years old i would hear him talking by himself and looking up and all this stuff and i go well what if they can see through that veil right what if they can see things that we can't see because of this unindoctrinated this you know they're they're not perverted they're not they're 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 clean they're 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 pure which if you go and if you look at all Right. The yogis and, and the Bo- the Buddhists and the monks and all this stuff. What is it? It's about cleansing your your soul, your body first. Do a certain type of diet, uh, meditate certain times a day, do this, this and this. So you can be the purest vessel for if again, if that's your intention to to be able to ascend or whatever, uh, you know, whatever the, the, the case may be. And I think mm-hmm. children, they're able to. Form realities that they're able to live in more so than people but then you have the people right with this whole narrative of ovid and all this bullshit where they live they're trapped in their own timelines as well so they're almost like children but in like a spiritual sense where they haven't been able they're not you know the they're still caterpillars within that cocoon that they haven't been able to break out and they're living their life inside that cocoon and you see it nowadays like there's still people wearing masks it's like we're still doing that shit we're still you know, we're still living in this reality that, you know, everybody's carrying this deadly thing. It's like, that's, we're long past that. But some people, again, defund, I say defund the media because the media is portraying and projecting their reality onto people and implementing that and imprinting that on their subconscious, right? Just from, just mm-hmm. from partaking in their bullshit, their subconsciously, that neurolinguistic uh, programming, their, painting these pictures in people's heads and they, they live that they live that through and through and you see it. Right. And, and there's people totally. to this day living multiple timelines all at once, all at once. Totally. And it's crazy. Absolutely. It, it, COVID was a very interesting metaphysical. I mean, I'm still going to write a lot about this because I mean, we're still living it and not COVID, but that reality um, in a sense of how people, yeah, I, I see them trapped in their own metaphysical boxes, right? Like you say, they, they can't get out of it. They're like, And you're like, what are you talking about? What's going on over there? And they really are, you know, it's sad because you're like, I couldn't even imagine what they go through day in and day out, like thinking like they got to wear a mask and can't see people and like just whatever they think, you know? 
um, you know, getting the juice, stuff like that. And it's like, life goes on and you do what you need to do and you build what you need to build and you continue. And as you and I can be a testament for, like, everything's great. Like, this has been a great two years, actually. You know, it's been fantastic. But these two years have also been people's, like, nightmares. But you're right. It's because it was projected and imprinted on their subconscious in order to create that imprint in their in their reality. And so that's why people don't realize how powerful they are. It's like you're creating your own simulation mm. in real time in re- with this real organic substance that is earth, that is this life that you're in in your avatar, right? Because, and, and I'm not, you know, people always get into like, what about the people that died? And what about, I'm not, you know, that was their reality. It was true. I believe it to be true for them. But for some of us, like we didn't see that reality because we already knew what was coming. We knew this imprint was coming. And we knew in our own minds not to create that same replica of that uh, filter, right? Like, you know, you have filters like on Instagram and stuff. It's the same thing. COVID's a filter. You filter your life through certain actions or visuals or belief systems. And we knew we weren't going to participate in that. It's not true. This is still a free will universe. It will always be free will. We are God incarnate into these bodies. We can call it whatever we want to call it. And we're not going to be dictated by another group or entity or system that is like, no, you know, I want you to create this because they wanted us to essentially create that fourth dimension where they're residing, right? Where we're already like into fifth dimensional consciousness perspective. So it's almost like we're moving in an elevator, right? They're like, oh, they're on the third floor, but they're going to get on the fifth floor. So let's, let's, trap them on the fourth Mm -hmm. floor and make them think they cannot get out. This is it. This is the end and make them stay here. You know? Yeah. Cause some people are still there and and that's the problem. Cause you're talking about wanting to unite people and coming together as a collective consciousness, which is what they fear the most. But as long as Mm -hmm. we have these individuals who are afraid to break outside of that box, break outside of the, out of the cube, if you will, we're never going to achieve that because we know that how they've always said two heads are better than one. So if me and my brethren are both on the same level and we think the same way about something, then it's going to come true. If, if enough people believe that the world is flat or the sky is orange or whatever, it will come true. But mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening right now as far as this whole narrative is crumbling because people are starting to realize that they're starting to be like, wait, so you locked us down for two years. Some people are still locked down for what, you know, all the statistics are really coming out. The true numbers, if you want to believe those are coming out, all these side effects are coming out. Everything is coming out. The narrative is crumbling. So what they implement, you know, execute order 66, you know, in the, in the star Wars where it's the next, the next thing. What's the next thing? And it's always going to be that same shit over and over and over again. You know, if it wasn't this, now it's going to be World War Three. So now everybody is freaking out. Uh, the, the the gas prices and everything is, is going up and all this bullshit that they put in as distractions, as obstacles to set people back, to be on that, mm-hmm. how you said that fourth or third level and not be able to ascend. But People like you and I who see the game for what it is, who are able to just float past all these narratives and see the bullshit for what it is, 
we're not living that we're not complying. And that's what this is all about, right? This is what this podcast is all about, about spreading the truth, raising consciousness, raising awareness and making sure that people are able to see through the bullshit. Cause that's all it is back again to it's one thing to know that you're in a game versus to know that you're not in a game. So the elites, the reptilians, the archons, whatever you want to call them, they know it's a game. That's why they print money. It's a fucking real life monopoly game. They just make more and more and more. Look at Jeff Bezos. How much money does he have? How, is he ever going to spend it? Does he have kids? You know, like all this stuff. It's like these people are put there because again, through the programming of this false game. And again, not false in the sense that what you do now doesn't matter. Cause you have people who are like, Whoa, this is all a fucking bullshit. Then I'm just going to go do whatever I want. No, I do still believe in the karmic cycle that what you do in this life will transfer to that next, you know, if you attach yourself to lower vibrational shit, the lower vibrational energy, like how you said earlier, if you're dragging, if you're loading yourself up with bullshit, you're going to sink. But if you relieve mm -hmm. yourself like the Stoics and go, you know what? The, the universe is the universe. Just let it do what it does. You're able to be lighter. And right when, when they say, oh, that, that, that was a weight lifted off my shoulders. Same shit. You know, when you relieve yourself and strip yourself from all the bullshit, you're able to be lighter and more nimble and agile and able to navigate the waters better than somebody who is constantly like people. I have people who call me like, man, I really regret doing that, you know, and by that is the, you know, getting the, the juice or whatever. I really regret doing Why'd I do it? What I have family members. Oh, why'd you guys let me do this? I go, wait, man, if you know, we told you, you, you call this crazy. You call this conspiracy theorist. But guess what? Shit, that was a conspiracy six months ago, a year ago, two years ago is the reality now. But yet you mm -hmm. call this conspiracy theorist and you ridiculed us and all this stuff. And, there, and, and man, I'll be 100% with you. There was times where I'd be running errands and I'd see, uh, you know, vaccines here for free. Sometimes I felt, you know what? gonna fucking go in there and just get the you know just to be over and done with it like there was times where oh my I, goodness, really? where I thought, yeah there was times <laughs> where it's just all bullshit just fucking go maybe crash into the <laughs> the thing but i thought about I'm like mm -hmm. i'm just gonna do it because i was again i was letting all the bullshit accumulate and get to me but then that other voice in my head was like you know what fuck that don't do that shit you know stay true to yourself live your mm -hmm. true life you know be true to you and and that's why again i'm here and i'm Talking, but yeah, there was times where I was like, you know, I'm just gonna fucking do it. Who cares? You know, I'm gonna. Nobody has to know. Nobody's gonna know. Like that TikTok. Nobody's gonna know. They're gonna know. <laughs> nobody's gonna know. They're gonna know. Yeah, because there's people <laughs> who talk about the vaccine and then they have it, and they talk about it like if they hadn't had it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, 100. Yeah, percent That's what's really interesting to me, and I do want to say, like, on a positive note, you know, anyone who's who's listening to us or or, or having this conversation with us is like, you know, if we did take the jab or you regret it or whatever the hell it is. It's like, listen, this whole psych op, it was heavy for people. Okay. So it, it's easy for us to be like, what are you talking about? Why'd you guys fall for this? Come on. It's, I get it. We're, we're, we're the ridiculous ones because in everyone else, I understand how you could have been led and misled and in fear. Cause for some people, it really truly was a scary time, mm -hmm. you know, especially like, I mean, we've been reading this stuff for years and like in this for like a long time. Like I was telling my partner the other day, like, she's like, how do you know? How do you know? And I'm like, listen, I've been like on this since the beginning of my life, 
you know, and in my college years, I wouldn't even do my college work because I was like down the rabbit hole on the freaking internet all day, you know? And so to me, this is kind of like old stuff. I'm ready to move to the next like interesting level, but I understand that the work that needs to be done here is making sense of what has happened and what has, has been rolled out. And so that's why it's like, let's not get hard on ourselves. Like if you went a certain way, I didn't wear the mask, but I got the jab or I didn't do any of it or I did all of it. It's like, you know what? Just stop, take a breath. Don't be hard on yourself. You're right. Stay true to you. This is a free will universe. Always free will. It's about your free will. You're in a body. This is your mind. This is your heart. This is your energy. These are your emotions and experiences. So it's like anytime we might get a little confused and be like, oh my gosh, what do I do? What's the right thing to do? Because they like to play with our morality. That's an inversion too sometimes. Like you're a good person only if you do this, you know, and, and to really look in, at that and, and dissect it and be like, is that true to my authentic self? And if it's not, then to be true to you and to uphold and honor your free will, whatever that is. And if, there's a little regret. That's okay. Cause guess what? Nature is here to save the day. And there are many detoxes you can do. If you took the juice and you regret it, drink celery and, um, uh, cilantro juice, cilantro. Okay. So put it in your Nutribullet with water and just like drink cilantro, take charcoal supplements, chlorophyll, so there's so many things that you can do to detox the body. So, you know, not all is lost. Sound healing, the sound bowls that I use here, the sound bowls, supposedly I'm hearing all over, like, you know, the place is that what's happening with the elements of the juice in the body is it's the sound is being able to crystallize it and harden it and then shatter it. And then your body's going to naturally detox it outside of your body. So all these things that we're coming into for a purpose. So everything that is dark is also being countered by a lot of things that are very healthy and detoxifying and here to help the human spirit and the human mind really just like come out of that fear and into remembering the power of your free will and that you're on a planet in a body in an avatar like the movie here to experience all you can experience and to get back to the full story which is remembering that connection to source and to god which is you and and that connection is just how much you can do in the body and to really explore that in a you know in a in a positive collective collaborative innovative way Ladies and gentlemen, that was not medical <laughs> advice, but you heard it directly from Mandy. <laughs> yeah, this is no way any kind of medical advice, but you know, um, these are things that I do for myself. I've never, I mean, I never took the jab or anything like that, but there are things that, you know, I've read on, you can get the book, The Medical Medium. He talks a lot about detoxification of the salary. If you want to read that book, um, Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about the supernatural body. And again, sound waves and detoxifying and i'm actually opening another store which is all about cbd so we're doing a lot of in-depth studies on cbd and you know really the plant medicine you know the indigenous and you know living here on the, where i live on the border the border of mexico el paso and new mexico and so i learn a lot with the herbs and 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 the indigenous and it's like going back to the earth the earth has the answers and 
you know, our doggies will, will show us like our, our dog aura when her, she, you can tell her stomach doesn't feel good. So she wants to go take a walk outside and she's eating the plants mm-hmm. and she knows which ones to eat. So it's like, if that innocent, cool doggy creature can go do that, surely we can remember that too, because that's part of our system. We're the earth body. Remember we're the earth body. So we need water. There are some salts that we need, you know, and minerals. We need plants. And that is going to take us back to really detoxifying all of the madness that has been put into us, you know, throughout our lifetimes, right? Isn't it what always gets me on why I would never have children? One of the things is that when you have a child in the hospital, they're going to inject them with something, you know, hours after they're born. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Do you know? So, I mean, just stuff like that. It's like, let's just get back into it. Let's get back to incorporating more of the organic, literal nature of Earth into our cosmic bodies. And we're going to start to see a huge difference. We're going to start to open up those Christ conscious activation connections. We're going to start to see more modalities of our mind, our body, our emotions just really take flight in a whole healthy regenerative way if you will you know very very beautifully said and congratulations on opening up another another location that must be that's pretty that sounds pretty awesome and yeah i wholeheartedly agree with you and it's we we live in this how you mentioned on our last podcast i think it was we live in a sick sci-fi world unfortunately and that's what uh, it consists of so mandy i think this was amazing I had a great time with you today and you know, whenever you want to come back on, you let me know. And um, I'm, my door is always open for you because I love talking to you about these things and you're very knowledgeable and yeah. So (laughs) one more time for the listeners, where can they find you Mandy and where can they, if they want to visit one of your centers, uh, you know, where can they find your information? I'll post on the link in the show notes as well. Thanks Juan. Yeah. Thank you for always having me. It's always such a cool, fun, interesting um conversation with you where we practice the art of conversation right so um i always love coming we'll come back again talk something new you can find me on instagram at cosmic.native you can find the work of my portal slash gallery lab at the portal underscore ep and then the new cbd store opening up in new mexico is aura.cbd1111 this is all on Instagram where you can get updates and news and all that jazz. So, you know, this was cool. There is actually some on our next time that we talk, Juan, I really want to get into the simulation of um, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West and Pete <laughs> Davidson. I know that sounds nuts, but I think there's some weird metaphysical occult stuff going on there. There's definitely always plenty on the table to talk about. So we'll set that up and I'll have you back on. So yeah, we can definitely do that. It's something I think somebody told me about that the other day, actually. So I think it's, it's crazy. It's interesting, but by then hopefully we'll have some more to work off of for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mandy. You were amazing as always. And thank you for coming on. Thank you, Juan. Have a good one.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co. 